0: Blog Talk Radio
1: Radio, <laughs> yeah, you those other
2: stations out there, they always got something to
0: say, <laughs> sure. but uh,
2: not this station right here, we don't just got something to say, y'all, we got the truth, let's go, let
1: let's go,
2: Welcome Truth Seekers, you're listening to A Measure of Truth on BlogTalkRadio.com and I'm your host Michael Fordham. Look if you just click the link on my webpage or you're listening on BlogTalkRadio.com or even the BlogTalkRadio player on my Facebook page and you want to call in live, look we'd love to talk with you. So give us a call, the number is 347-326-9470 or if you like you can tweet me your questions and comments at twitter.com slash a measure of truth. Also if you haven't yet why don't you look me up on Facebook. to Michael Fordham with a photo of me in studio, and you can always email me your questions and comments at a measure of truth at gmail.com. Look, we got a great show for you today. We'll be right back after this. Pershona and Britta G is an activist and student of life, learning from the experiences of people around her and the lost stories of ancestors. An educator and activist, and one of the co-founders of the One Love Movement. Persona dreams of uniting the community's compassion and consciousness of one another and the lost ancestral heritage of cultures of color. Determined to inspire the solidarity of the world around the earth and the indigenous people, fellow activists from D.C. and the West Coast who she still is connected with, siblings in the struggle, begin gravitating towards the same concept at the same time, adding their two cents and reflection on what should be included. This birthed the One Love Movement, which started as a bi-monthly community gathering or village circle with positive performances, short films, and form on monthly divisive issues. And Flea Market to Love Homeschool Co-op, I am Sun. Prashana continues to collaborate and build with, as she puts it, anyone who's trying to uplift the community. And continues to educate people on the indigenous methods and perspectives of cultures of color. Methods, history and perspective. Persona and Britta G, welcome to A Measure of Truth.
3: Thank you. Thank you for having
2: me. Oh, well, thank you for joining us. I've been so looking forward to this conversation.
3: Yes.
2: You yeah, know, yeah. um We're do a
3: conversation over at Impact Com.
2: Yeah, you know, you only have to say a little bit, and already people who are looking at my Facebook pages are like, wait a second, is that the same woman? <laughs> so tell us a little bit about your background and get everyone straight.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, um, let's see, I moved to this country in 1987, um, so Baltimore, and I uh, Moved from Baltimore to the West Coast, uh, spent a lot of time in the Bay, probably about eight to nine years out in the Bay, uh, the Bay Area, California. So, uh, East San Jose, um, East Oakland, um, uh, I went to school out there, at Santa Clara University, and, uh, um, pretty much, I think, going out to the West Coast, um, it, it really awakened me to things that I missed where, uh, you know, where I was growing up in Baltimore. And, uh. In Baltimore, we lived in a, you know, in a low-income community, a, a sort of Section 8 community. and um, But, you know, we so there were a lot of poor white families in there. So I didn't really see race, you know, see color so much until I moved out to California. Because, you know, growing up, if you had it, you didn't have it, you know, the haves or the have-nots. When I went to Cali, I saw that same line but divided in color, you know, and um and I started seeing in color, you know, for the first time. Um, and you know, seeing my own, seeing, you know, the beauty of, you know, color around me and you know, and, and started, um, uh, you know, being led to like the, the histories and the stories of, of people of color and seeing how it was just um almost wiped out <laughs> you know, from from history books, from people's um understandings of what America is and what the world is. You know, um, I was privileged, you know, blessed to be able to go out to, to Central America, to El Salvador. That really, really woken my, you know, uh, my third eye, you know, um, and, you know, helped me understand what politics really was, you know, and, and seeing, you know, what, what, you know, our government, what the American government was doing, you know, over there. And that sort of led me to try to uncover what, you know, the American government was doing all over the world, you know. So, um, you know, and then uh, going and then you know coming right back to within the states and you know why there's so many discrepancies, you know, with people of color and every you know and everybody else. Because um, I think when I lived in the Bay, the main thing that I noticed was that you know we had a lot of similarities in, in sharing poverty, but the one thing that we we didn't you know we didn't share with uh, you know poor white communities, you know, it was a lot of people of color kids not getting. You know, so like trying to get to the bottom of that, and then really kind of piecing together everything that I've learned. Sort of in my journey from, you know, the, the amazing people I was blessed to meet, you know, the knowledge they passed on to me, and that just sort of became the mission, the purpose. You know, is to pass that knowledge on to, uh, especially the young folks, but to everybody. You know, because knowledge is is power. You know, when you when you when you know, you can't not know. You know, so um, so yeah, that's sort of been my 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 journey and my mission. Uh,
2: as I've evolved in this life. <laughs> and, and so what do you think the passion comes from to just not just learn about this and, you know, understand it, but to, to do something about it. Um, tell us a little bit about your upbringing and um, some of the, um, the cultural standards that you had being raised as a, a young lady from Bengali. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
3: From
2: Bengal, the, um Oh, Bengal. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah,
3: yeah. No, no, no problem. Um, I'd say that uh, it, it's, it's interesting. Uh, the way my mom always explained it is that, um, you know, she was very strict, you know, with us growing up. But even, you know, in the community, you know, my mom's, like, sort of the most liberal.
0: You know, everybody,
3: but growing up, she was, you know, that that, that took an evolution, you know, to, like, to get her to the place that she is, you know, now, you know, the place where my family is now. And um, you know, when we came in, you know, every every sort of immigrant family comes into the States with, with a story, you know, that uh shapes their perspective on what they're supposed to do when they come to the States. You know what I mean? And um for my for, for my mom, for my parents and my family, you know, Bengal um it was uh it could be a very rough place. You know, um, with the the British sort of divide and rule, and you know the riots that ensued, you know between Muslim and Hindu, um, you know communities, the um, and and sort of the, the race to um to compete with uh you know with with the with, with colonizers with the, like the rest of the countries of the world, you know what I mean after colonization. So um so it uh, you know I'm trying to get brain drained, <laughs> you know, to the Western countries. So it was highly competitive, academically highly, highly competitive, and it's like if people weren't connected to, um, you know, ways to to sort of progress academically, then you know they fell a lot of times they fell to other options, you know. So my 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 mom always told a story of you know somebody who didn't who graduated like second or third, I believe it was third in her class, and you know. Couldn't make it out there You know Um, You know Just her Her only option Was getting married off You know So it's just like So that That's the sort of stories That we You know We had raising us is like You know School is not an option You know Like it's like You have to You know She would tell me Straight up Like we're poor We don't have money You know And the only way That you're gonna uh, And you have You know You're going to college And the only And we can't afford it We can't afford college So the only way That you can get to college Is by getting straight A's like that's it. I'm not accepting anything under A. So you know, coming back with the B ever you know in school was just like nerve-wracking, you know. And um, sort of the ways that caste politics played out in our neighborhood, you know, because you know we lived in a you know in a poor neighborhood, you know. and, like um, and that wasn't always the the perspective because of different people's history, you know. That wasn't always the perspective shared by everyone, you know. So you know, if if we're hanging out too much, you know, in the streets in the neighborhood you know, it's, it's a problem, you know, it's like, <laughs> it was a major problem, so that there's a lot of culture clash, you know, going up, um, and sort of, you know, even um, resolving the differences, you know, because uh, casteism is very, very heavy, you know, in India and Bengal, you know, so even... Um, Getting past color.
0: And
2: persona, before know, you go any further with that, just explain that to everyone so they can really understand. Because yes. you know it's a type of racism that's a little different than what most of us can identify with. So so explain that a little deeper.
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, I, yeah. I, I guess the where the best place to start is um, is what who the Indian people are. You know, and, and again, this is this is more history that hasn't been told to us. You know, so uh the Indian people, you know, uh you know, started with Dravidian roots, you know, so which is uh, a direct line from, from Africa. So what's what's told is that, you know, uh there were explorers, you know, from Africa that came and sort of landed in the, the southern tip of India and sort of migrated up and um in you know inside you know, inspired this uh, the civilization, you know, so um uh so, you know, these are dark skinned people you know from you know from Africa, you know and uh, uh you know sort of taking up the land in, in india and um starting sort of agricultural civilizations there um, you know in different tribes uh and uh you know so what happened is you know eventually um you had just like you know what happened in Africa and you know places all over um you had uh, certain groups that came in. Um, and for our history in India, it was um, groups from uh, about Central Europe. Um, so it came down and, um, you know, saw all the wealth and the, you know, and the, the riches of the land, you know, and started amassing it, you know, and um, started, you know, kingdoms, you know, um, where the agricultural people sort of became the, uh the the under uh, underclass, were like sort so to speak, right? But they were really like the the backbone, you know, of the entire civilization. So um, when these people came down, uh, you know these you know where they, where they came were clearly much darker skinned people, you know, African people, and uh, so they created what's called a you know caste system where they placed themselves who are much lighter skinned, you know, at the top of the caste as like the most spiritually inclined. People And the darker skin, which was the majority of, of Indians And, you know, of course, we didn't call ourselves Indians um, You know, they were different tribes um, At the bottom rung of the society So this this sort of, like, kept going So casteism so, so sort of has been around for thousands of years Since that first, those first Aryan, what are called the Aryan invasions um, When the British came in, you know, just, just sort of <laughs> uh, expounded on that you know, and of course, you know when uh, uh, with you know the uh, was the prime minister. You know about the with the abolishment of of the caste system. Supposedly, we're no longer experiencing it, but we still do. We still it's, it's still very heavily, um, you know, poverty and you know class is very heavily along uh, those racial lines where. Um, you know, darker skin people in Bengali uh, was called Ka- uh, Kalu people, and the sort of derogatory term being Kalua. You know, is um, the black people. You know, as the the uh, this underclass. You know, which was determined by the Aryan invasions, right? Um, and you know, so that sort of that 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 sense of casteism, um, you know, has has been around for thousands of years. So it's You know, you turn on the TV now and you'll see face bleach commercials and, you know, uh, Bollywood. If you turn on Bollywood, you see just light-skinned, you know, Indian actresses who, you know, have very strong European, Eurocentric features, you know. So um, so it's very heavy. It's very heavy.
2: Yeah, yeah. And explain to people as well, because if you're at a certain cast, there's no movement. There's no way that you're supposed to be able to move up or progress or, you know. Be become successful or wealthy based on your heritage and your background and your family explain how that works
3: hard. yeah it's very hard um now i will tell you I met um and there's been different avenues that um that allowed you know like our beautiful dark skinned, you know people who are really the closest to our you know our indigenous ancestors to to uh you know come up and and be able to claim their their birthright to you know to of success you know and um there's been different different sort of channels for that and I actually um met i was in the uh, freedom school and uh uh young advocate uh for leadership training in the south in uh, Knoxville Tennessee that uh the children's defense fund puts on and um you know we were in the class and we just got through this whole conversation about you know uh the African presence all over the world in India and the americas and um you know, uh, it was just this heated conversation, you know. We get back into the classroom, and I was just so, you know, it was it was great. It was a wonderful conversation. I was, I, you know, I was just so drained. I just gave so much energy and excited. You know, I'm so passionate about it. And then, you know, somebody mentioned the caste system in America. And so somebody, you know, somebody else, one of the students in the, in the classroom, I asked, they were like, well, you know, what's the caste system? You know, like, Okay. And so everybody, you know, I saw a bunch of my colleagues looking at me like, okay, i explain the caste system, you know. And before I could even open my mouth to explain it, this this sister, this other sister, started, you know, she her name was Noel, and uh, she raised, you know, she just started going in, you know, mm. and she was re- you know, uh, revealing information I didn't even know, like the uh, the fact that the Aryans from the Aryan invasion came from Central Europe. I didn't even know that. I I, I yeah, I was theorizing that. And she was like, no, this is, this, this is what, this is the history that she teaches in the university. And I'm, um, and then she, she talked about the, the so-called, you know, untouchable cast or the dowdy cast. And she said, you know, and that's me. And I was like, what? You know, and hmm. I was like, Sis, how are you here? Like, you're amazing. <laughs> you
0: know, like
3: all like this is like, a, like a, you're like out of a dream. You know what I mean? Like how are you right. here? And she said um, you know, for her her father was um you know when the when the missionaries came down in the south the christian missionaries um her father w- uh, became a big uh, uh christian priest right um mm-hmm. and uh, a reverend i think it was and uh uh just very very vocal you know uh about uh you know liberation theology you know uh for for the so called untouchable caste right And, um, so he just sort of rose in the ranks through, through, um, through that, you know, through, uh, uh, you know, through, through being recognized for his, his power, you know, his, his powerful voice and, and mind, you know. And so, um, you know, he was able to send his kids to, to college, university, and, you know, they, uh, got a visa. She came out to the States and became a professor and started teaching, you know, the same stuff her, her dad was preaching. So it was like, oh my God, this woman is amazing. So, Mm. um. So so yeah, so there has and and then she, she you know, allowed me to see that so there has been these avenues now like what to what percentage, to what concentration, you know, uh um like I you know, I our you know, doctors and relatives were able to um you know, were able to sort of like grab on to these different uh avenues. I'm not sure and I I do know that in certain areas where there's um uh you know, different parties sort of in place. They um, allow more um, sort of uh, socialist policies to, you know, to, uh, to be underway, so it allows, you know, more um, uh, historically impoverished people to, to come up, you know, um, or at least get some more, you know, benefits and more, and, and more access to programs in order to, to, to come up, at least, you know, the education movement I know in Bengal um, was, uh, was very big and under the CPM. Um, according you know, according to you know, some Indian po- politics gets very <laughs> gets very messy in India in, and in Bengal. But that is um, that is the, uh, the the rendition that I've that, that I've heard is that the uh, the school movement was um, was very powerful in the CPM for uh, for the historically impoverished impoverished. So so you know, these are little bits and pieces that I've been collecting you know, together, like, from being here, like, you know, and becoming, you know, a Bengali-American and sort of piecing together my history and my, you know, the story of my people, you know?
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. And, um, you know, I just wanted to let you, just turn you loose for a minute in the beginning and let people hear all you have to offer. I mean, um, you know... The evening I met you, I mean, good golly. I mean, that conversation just went on and on and on. It's a rare occurrence where I I have a hard time just tearing myself away from a conversation. It was just so much being exchanged with with you and uh, King, and um, it was just phenomenal. And, um, you know, I I gravitate towards people who are passionate about anything, but, you know, when people are passionate about things that really matter, too, that, that says quite a bit. Um, tell us a little bit about um one love and you know its real purpose what What are you actually trying to do? What is its mission?
0: Yeah.
3: So um, I was so so the the main thing is to to unify you know communities of color, particularly African um you know Latino, even indigenous, you know we're uh, sort of making moves to to um, to build with you know uh, native communities here as well. You know, um, and these are you know like I, the historically sort of targeted, you know, and also uh, you know prior to that, the historically privileged, you know, um, in in nature and melanin and so many so many things and, and resources um, and knowledge and wisdom, um, you know, and to embrace you know our experiences and uh, help us become aware of each other, you know, and the the amazing talent that exists within our communities. So that we can build a, a, a more conscious and sustainable community. So that's sort of the premise of One Love.
2: Um, awesome, awesome. And, and tell us a little t- bit too about your background. So you were a school teacher, correct?
3: Yeah, I've been. I've been a couple things. Yeah, the, um, uh, let's see, youth workers, uh, faith worker, uh, um, case worker, educator. Um uh and yeah, teacher that's if there's a difference between an educator and a teacher, you know. Um but uh yeah, yeah.
2: Tell us a little something about I mean that that's quite an experience being able to shape young minds. Just tell us what you what you learned from that and your real perception of um, you know, having that type of contact with young people.
3: Yeah. Um I would say even even before shaping, you know, mine. Is, I think it's awakening. You know, because um, what I've learned is that there's this sort of blood memory. You know, <laughs> like um,
0: mm-hmm. I learned
3: that,
0: um the, the
3: Tona Odom tribe, actually on the border of Mexico. Um, you know, and they were saying, you know, they they destroyed. You know, being the the colonists uh, destroyed. You know, so much of their records. You know, and a lot of the, a lot of this stuff was also passed on through oral tradition as well. And um, he's like, you know, this uh, Tona Odom man and his uh. Uh, his wife told us that you know even even after trying to destroy all traces you know of our civilization you know and our culture, our history still is passed down to us through our dreams, you know mm. and um,
0: mm.
3: you know, the ancestors passed them on to us, and that's what I, that's one thing I realized is that knowledge because we're we you know we're all sort of beings that's connected to this larger being, this universe, and you know, and we're so intrinsically connected to our ancestors. That there's nothing new under the sun. It's like the old proverb. There's nothing new under the sun. You know, we don't. Uh, it's not really that we learn something new for the first time, but we we do remember it. You know, like actually piece it back together, like remember. You know, mm-hmm. um, that's why you know when you when you teach this, when you teach history, you teach science and math and those in these indigenous methods, you see that aha moment students. It's like, oh like it resonates. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. It's
0: like right.
3: and so that's sort of been my process and and I think what 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 incited the passion in me is just is, is getting that like how to get that aha moment, you know, the journey, you know, that, uh, that's involved. Like what um what sort of creative things do you have to do? What kinda of, like how do you how do you tell this story in a way that will help Everyone remember ourselves, you know,
0: mm-hmm. and
3: where we come from, and what it is that we're a part of. So, uh, yeah, that's sort of my 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 philosophy, I guess, of teaching, which isn't mine, you know. This is an, an ancestral philosophy.
0: <laughs> all right, you
2: wouldn't take credit for it,
3: huh? <laughs> no, no, no. Not at all.
2: Oh man, you know, Persona, um, I. Um, I forgot to ask you before we started the show, but you were going to share with us some poetry as well. I, I just want to make sure that when we're ready, you're ready for that.
1: Oh,
0: Lord, Lord, Lord. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so I'm
2: going to give you a minute to do some rummaging while you you know, go ahead. and. Uh, and
0: we got, we've got plenty
2: of time, but I just wanted to throw that back in there because um, – when you were speaking just now you know you had a flow to to your story and to what you were were speaking and it just made me think of that yeah yeah so um just tell us a little bit about um you have an up and coming event too and um i want you to explain what that's about and you know what you the people that are involved who's helped you with this process of putting on this event as well just tell us a little bit about it
3: yeah, so um every one love event is a bi monthly event. Uh yeah, at once we try to do it on a monthly basis, which is amazing and draining at the same time. <laughs> so
0: right.
3: it's um you know, back to the bi um status, which also gives other groups um, you know, time to sort of uh create their own things and, you know, make their own patterns and traditions as well, you know, like not to monopolize, you know, people's you know, time and schedule but um and to inspire, you know, give everyone to inspire. But it's a bi monthly event now. And, uh, so the next one is July 20th, uh, Sunday, July 20th, uh, Impact Hub, which is with, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, 49- yeah, 419 7th Street, which is 7th and F, uh, block down from the Gallery Place, Chinatown, um, exit, Metro exit, so on the Green Line, so, uh, it's from five to seven thirty p.m. on Sunday, July twentieth, and the theme. Because we always do a different theme at Every One Love that uh, divides us as a community, we build around it. So the uh, theme is uh, confronting the myth of color blindness, um, a.k.a. cultural ignorance in America. So, um, so as we, you know, as we do with Every One Love, with every theme, we have, um, uh, well, we have our flea market to, you know, sort of. Make everyone aware of our local vendors and uh, support our local economy. We have a healer coming in Baba Tunay, and uh, his his team of healers will be coming in this month to uh, introduce us to sound healing and uh, different sort of different uh, avenues of healing. Um, you know, we've, in the past we've had yoga, you know, uh, qigong, whole you know, whole line of amazing healers. So Baba Tunay will be healing us this month. And uh we have a short film and forum, and this month we're actually doing some theater to uh to expose the uh the issue of, of color blindness and uh, wow. of course we have performances, you know uh, amazing performances, a uh, so uh so now yeah, for you, yeah. for
2: your theater when i when I was there, you were actually casting some folks for that um theater, yeah, so did yeah. you get everyone you needed?
3: Nope, we're still looking. We're still looking. Nice. So it's a multicultural cast, you know, in every sense of the word, not like the, you know, predominantly white and then some, you know, cultures of color, like an actual multicultural cast. So um, that, you know, of of actors and activists who are not afraid to, to embrace, uh, to, uh, to address the issue of colorblindness or the myth of colorblindness. So uh, it gets racy because it's guerrilla theater. You know, this is, uh, for me, inspired by Luis Valdez and the Chicano theater movement. So uh, if anybody's, you know, familiar and it's not, definitely check him out because he's amazing and the people of the guerrilla theater movement was amazing. Um, and uh, so, you know, it sort of takes, uh, takes after that. So, uh, you know, it's very racy, very in-your-face um, mm-hmm. sort of uh, rendition of, uh, of life in America as far mm-hmm. as color and race is concerned.
2: Yeah, and just to let people know ahead of time, can they bring kids?
3: They can this is a family event it is a family event um okay. you know if we deal with a topic that's sort of mature we we let families know you know like uh, we did a uh, uh one month we did historical um- historical violence historical uh, historical trauma and how you, how it shows up in our relationships, so mm-hmm. because we're dealing with relationships adult relationships, we let parents know that you know it's gonna be a little bit more mature we still we always try to keep it clean and um keep content you know as um you know, like hold for the for for families as possible, but you know some of the topics are very heavy. You know, so we so in case you know we we get a little heavier, we always you know let let parents know. So um you know and and the families that have been coming through the One Love you know are pretty familiar with uh, how we get down. You know, so we uh, we try to we definitely always try to go past the surface. So it gets you know it gets um into it. We get into it, but at the same time we have um. You know, it, it's clean. You know, we, it's it's for the it's for the entire family. You know, we have a children's corner. We have the performances. We have a DJ. So, uh, so yeah, yeah, it is for the whole family. You know, for the conscious families and for those who are trying to, you know, evolve and grow and you know, the other like-minded people. You know.
2: And, and while you're still talking about that, go ahead and, and give the website again. And um, we're going to talk a little bit about the Impact Hub right after that. But go ahead and tell them exactly how they can follow you as well as get more information on one love.
3: Yes, So the website is one love is true change.com. Again, it's one love is true. Not false, but true is true change.com. And it's all spelled out. So uh, we can, you can also check us out on our Facebook like page, which is facebook.com slash one love is true change. And uh, if you check out the website, um, and just uh, hit on contactable. All of our contact information is on the so phone number, email, uh, Twitter, you know, Facebook, everything,
2: the whole nine. Oh, awesome, awesome! And um, so, tell us, how did you find out? Because that was my first vers- my first visit to the Impact Hub, and I just thought it was awesome. I was just blown away by the whole concept. You know, it felt like home as soon as I walked through the door and took a look around. It it was just awesome. So just tell us a little bit about the Impact Hub, how you found it as well as, you know, some of the going yeah. on there.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Impact Hub actually we went to so um I was just finishing up grad school, which this was happened in May and I was just, you know, just kinda getting through that and, you know, uh getting out of getting out of my cave and a friend of mine um, <laughs> lost me and I Andrea DeModio, um, she told me about
1: uh, an event that was going on,
3: you know, at this place that impacted us. Also, uh, another time, I, Nero, also told me about this very event. You know, so it was uh, about sort of um, uh, building sustainable communities within, uh, you know, communities of color, particularly, you know, building the, the black sustainable agriculture movement. So um, it was a great, great topic that, you know, Very, you know, very into, so I was like, okay, all right, I got to go, I got to go, so I went, and that's how I got exposed to the place for the first time, and, um, you know, linked up with Allison, um, and I was at Impact Hub, and, you know, we just uh, started building, and so now we're we're, uh, going to be doing a lot of our events and our our People's University workshops for one love at Impact Hub, the great place, um, Impact Hub, uh it's like sort of a non profit starter up hub. Um and they have locations all over the world. Uh so, you know, you start a membership there and uh yeah. pretty much if you, if you move around a lot, you know, you go into different cities, you can always see if there's an impact hub there so you can meet other, you know, like minded people and you know, activists, um and kind of artists, you know, over there as well. So, um sort of race we um Actually prior to Impact Hub we were doing that at, at, at uh, an extremely amazing place as well, Soul Fifty Seven, uh, which was an initiative by Baba Mawale Sia, uh, an amazing, amazing place I put his heart and soul into, uh, over in Trinidad and uh, northeast, uh, DC. And uh but, you know, unfortunately it got gentrified. Uh so, you know, they built the condo, they kicked him out, um, you know, over there so We've been trying to rebuild out know, as a community, trying to get, you know, trying to get that spot again. Soul 57 was amazing. It was a huge, um, huge facility, you know. Umuale well, put his, you know, like art and, you know, black art and African art and, you know, um, just the, the energy that was in it. You know, he was in the juice bar there. and He just, you know, just really, just really put it heart and soul into it. I mean, you know, we lost it uh, last November, December, around. Um, we started, so one love started moving around, you know, throughout the community. So, uh, you know, we did it at Howard University one month. We did it at uh, uh, we did it at uh, Bloom Bar another month, um, which is also another amazing place that uh, John Chambers started. Um, you know, for the same purpose, the same movement. So, um, and that's in Northwestern Columbia Heights. So um, and then you know you know we discovered Impact Hub and you know we're
1: gonna start doing some
2: stuff over at Impact Hub. So yeah yeah that's our story. Yeah and that's just such a good space too because of its locations. It's right down below Chinatown, um, very central to the subway, you know and. it's just a great spot, and the space itself just blew me away, you know. It just had a great vibe, a great energy there. And uh, I, I'm just really looking forward to, you know, you know, planting my feet down there and getting some things done and um, hosting some events and things like that. So uh, King and I were very excited, and we were so impressed with it. And we were, of course, very impressed with meeting you as well. You know, I'm going to take a quick break just to give you a minute okay. to get things together for your your poetry, and I can give you oh, about two okay. minutes. Will that be enough?
1: That's fine. <laughs>
2: okay. All right. So I'm just going to go ahead and do a quick little promo. It takes about two minutes, and we'll come back, and then we'll talk a little bit and then give you uh, a chance to get into this poetry. Sounds oh, good. Thank you. Social Digital Media Incorporated is a 501c3 501c3 not-for-profit member-supported digital multimedia production facility structured to serve the public and independent producers of digital media primarily for the web. Social Digital Media Incorporated offers state-of-the-art member-funded digital recording studios to allow its members to create portable, professional-quality digital video and audio productions that can easily be rebroadcast using any number of the hundreds of web syndication services currently available. In a nutshell, it's public broadcasting for today's generation. To put it plainly, Any person or organization that could benefit from the exposure of radio, TV, or video will benefit from the low-cost resources made available through Social Digital Media Incorporated. Our goal is to help promote a digitally inclusive society through emerging digital media production standards that empower its members by providing a digital gateway That provides the tools and personnel needed to produce professional, inexpensive multimedia formats on a digital, portable platform to capture, deliver, and broadcast their message to the world. We are working towards our goal of opening the doors of a state-of-the-art studio to a community of passion-led artists who have a gift to share with the worlds they impact. We are already in the process of creating a new culture of mentors and apprentices equipped with the advanced production skills taught via informal education systems that will foster a brand new learning environment for bridging the digital divide. We move art from concept to impact because social digital media moves the world from disconnected to connected. Find out how to help us reach our goal at socialdigitalmedia.org. Welcome back, Truth Seekers. We're on with Sister G, and she's about to bless us with some poetry. You ready? I am. Oh, nice, nice. Tell us a little bit about this piece before you go into it. Yeah, well, uh, it's
3: called Reborn. It's uh, sort of just a uh, my my perspective behind my eyes I guess on, on, on life, on society, um sort of the, the intersection of cultures. Um so, you know, taking um different inspirations from Zap Mama, um, you know, from Oh my god observations you didn't just of, say, of, of life and you know, how we interact with each other.
2: What? Zapp Mama is like one of my favorite artists. Did you say Zap Mama? Is that what you said? For what was that?
0: Was did I? you say?
2: Did you say that, Mama? Yeah, yeah,
3: definitely. There was there's there's some excerpts from Zap Mama in there, definitely.
2: Oh my God, Marie Dalen is like I, I I can't even begin to tell you. But you go ahead and do your poetry. We'll talk about that afterwards. Yeah, yeah
3: she's incredible.
1: Yeah.
0: Alright,
1: alright. <laughs> say di say bata before I walked this earth as spider, I was left alone, revered even. All of this to located now being crushed on spider, But you remember that, it was short enough. say so Now that I'm in the room, I get to ask you, What say what's that do? What's that do? What's that do? Are you so different? Children, eat your bread. Children, eat your bread. Because it all, it all falls down. Are we divided by money, by culture, or by consciousness? Tell me you all. I said, are we divided by income, by culture, or by consciousness? Consciousness, the great act of knowing. Are we divided by what we choose not to know, whether we know it is a choice or not? What if our salvation lies in choosing to know? I met a queen named Princess. Told me about a little girl who refused to go to school because her hair not done. She said, choose to know and it will get you to her mother, who wanted her to hate her
3: hair, herself, by telling her what is presentable and what is ratchet. I mean wretched, I mean miserable. So this little girl, knowing if someone says something to her about her hair that day, her self-hate may tear them up by proxy, so she'd rather just not vote to school.
1: And school today means the factory line. Left-back conversion, mundanization, joy civilization, the fight cat, yeah? I'd rather stay home with self-hate language than the memories of my childhood. It's the unquestionable love from my mentality, guys. Telling the truth
3: should be an American pastime, but it was never a pleasant given. Can have a smile on their face like that reality is completely separate from those who don't speak like them. What's my ability others. teach for America? Hell, i go through to get my reference and my badge of courage. And don't turn back. It was all just a dream to help me back to my reality. What's yours? It's your brat. Hey. They call me the trickster, the actor, the weaver of webs, just
1: to see what I catch. And I'll see you say, and he's not the answer. Who am I? And I'm the being called weak. Long before this form, I played many roles from the ancient cross to the Pose to the orphan dog from the street. The street you met up for your luxury home to the sunset you buried with your city, you eye. But underneath all the spell casting in your soul, you find me that
3: force step prisoner in your heart's Montana That place they told you scientifically could not possibly exist until they created the science to exist in our dimensions. I am that instinct, that
1: conscience that tells you to come back. That reading in between the lines that fills in their ignorance would now speak up, and I live. What to open the other day reminded me of
3: you. People in Frisco trying to move out there now. Yeah, it's getting better. Yeah, meaning more gentrified. Yeah, remodeling years of genocide because in this land, money falls flouted. While the land the other day saw for a ride. me, right, didn't know I was only, didn't know I was the one life neglected to the point where I only see and death. I live outside of we And you, the silence, molesters, silence exercises, sociopaths with wordplay, quality in your flesh, I see the child that screams, he hears
1: voices. I ask him which ones he listens to, he said, the angels. I said, then you're doing better than the rest of us. The angels called me Wow. Wow. You
0: know,
2: um, I was trying to catch you this weekend. I know it was a holiday weekend. It was a last minute thing, but I I wanna record um you doing a piece and uh is this the one that you would want to do?
1: Um yeah, it's fine. This is from a feature
3: uh a feature said I just did a sweet Naturals, uh Rob Brown's go for Food. So, uh yeah, we could do anything that you
2: like, anything that <laughs> people want. Yeah, yeah. That that's awesome. So um what I'll do is next time we can get together. We can even film it at the Impact Hub if you want. We can um and I'll I'll, you know, give that to you so you can post it on YouTube. I'll post it on YouTube. I'll post it on my website as well. And um yeah, that that's just awesome. And um yeah, I'm excited to to, to you know, see you actually deliver as well as hearing you do your poetry, and you got quite a few talents. I didn't know you could sing as well. So,
3: um, little, for that. Little, little dabble, little dabble. <laughs> I got amazing teacher,
0: so. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. So you know that's really good stuff. So you know what's next for you? I mean, it, it looks to me like you you guys are you're ready to you know take this thing to another level. You you said recently you've had some changes. You're not um, you're sort of doing what you're doing now full time as opposed to, um, what you were sharing it with, um, previously with a, another, um, line of work that you had.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I love all the work that I do, you know, or else I wouldn't be doing it, but, um, but just realizing that this, this vision, you know, for the, for the movement for One Love is, um, Nine to five you know or nine to nine, you know, but you know I have to learn balance, so I'm gonna keep in that
0: um you
3: know it takes up a lot of a lot of time, and you know um before I was doing uh you know my my nine to five you know which was amazing, you know teaching teaching the babies or you know working with um you know some some amazing young people you know um who were you know in the process of realizing their amazement you know so I love my job, it was just that. You know, this this um, this work is which is what I want to impart on my babies and all my young people and you know on the families that I, that I've been blessed to meet. You know, um, takes you know takes a long time to takes a lot of time to chisel. So um, so I realized mm. okay, you know what? Maybe this is this is the time. Like you know I you know I take my blessings you know uh, um into um you know to heart and and just work with that and be able to you know start building these pyramids. You know
2: yeah wow that's great you know it you know it's always really um it's revealing at the same time it's a, it's an awarding situation where I can meet someone who is is so um conscious of society and the need to put positive back in where there's so much negative that's stripping away our humanity. And um, that's what you imparted on me in, in a very brief conversation. And I, I was so impressed. I was already thinking to myself, and I think I even said it that night, that needed to have you on the show, wanted to figure out a way that we could partner as well as help you to um, get more of your message out there. So I, I look forward to that as well. But, you know, um if there's ever anything that we can do on this end to help out, and, and I'm going to start by, like I said, I already said we we'll want to do some, some videos, and maybe we can help you with some events as well, but we are definitely looking to um, to give more momentum to what you're doing.
3: Well, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And, you know, and, and the same, you know, for you guys, you guys are doing amazing work as well, and that's what this movement is all about is, you know, building each other, you know, helping us.
0: Uh, elevate one another, you
2: know, so uh, definitely, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, wow. And, you know, um, our time is almost up already. Can you believe it? I know, right? (laughs) 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 40 minutes has just gone by just like that, but um, I I really want to thank you, and uh, I look forward to, you know, having you on the show again, and maybe even having on um, maybe your co-founder and some other people that are like-minded like yourself and having some some discussions about some things that are important to um, everyone who who cares about anything, to tell you the truth. Because that's that's how broad it is. It covers it all. So, I mean, just in that one conversation we had, I was so blown away. (laughs) I really just couldn't get it out of my head the whole way home because we discussed so many things. And, um, yeah, it, it was just...
3: No host bars and and you know it reminded me of this like indigenous you know like the how conversations used to be you know and still are in some parts of the world where you know we we embrace that 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 spirit of wisdom and you know uh, and supporting one another and it was it was so beautiful I, I I wasn't expecting all that to happen you know that evening but that's, you know sort of the beautiful thing about a space like that is, you know meeting amazing people like you guys you know so yeah yeah definitely it was a blessing. No
0: oh, okay well let. That-
2: And let's talk tomorrow and pin down that day and that date that we can do this because I will be at the Impact Hub later this week as well. But, um, you know, before we go, I just wanted to just make sure if you had anything else you wanted to share or or tell people about the upcoming event or about anything that you want to share with us, uh, just please do that. Yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah, I mean, check out the website, you know, onelove dot com. If you have anything uplifting that you're working on, um, let us tell the world about it. <laughs> so, I mean, if you check out the website, you you you'll see as far as anything you know, events, media, workshops, whatever it is that you're working on. If it's about uplifting, you know, us, you know, communities of color, and you know, the community at large, because you know, uh, you know, we're all centered around one another. You know, so um, let me know. You know, uh, check out the website. Um, uh, go into the contact information and hit me up via email, via Facebook, Twitter, you know uh, phone, you know what have you and let's build alright
0: no, <laughs> yeah
3: Just and otherwise like you know, July 20th, Sunday July 20th at Impact Hub from 5 to 7.30 uh, have a real conversation and party <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, I'm with
0: definitely going to uh, try my best to be there you
3: know, color yeah
2: alright so, um, there you have it persona with um and one love true dot com Wow, awesome. Well, that brings us to the close of another show. We got a couple more pieces, and uh, we'll be out, so I'll be right back after this. Today is just another day for most of us, but yesterday, millions of exceptional, brilliant people decided that they were going to do something this day that would change their lives for the better and potentially the lives of hundreds more. Some even awoke with an unheard of sense of determination, focus, and vision, ready to leap forward and make that big change in their lives. In reality, most awoke pretty much the same way as most of us, with today's office grind, tasks, checklists, calendars, and chores for the day as their primary concern. Sadly, some forgot yesterday's decision when they awoke. And others were just too afraid to try and some just too stubborn to change. And many who forgot that tomorrow is not promised did not make it to see the sunrise today. I can't emphasize this enough. There is no time like the present. Whatever you want for your tomorrow, the effort has to start today. Better yet. Right now, God has embedded in us a will and life purpose. We may succeed at any number of things, but this is the one thing that we can be assured to be much bigger than ourselves. It is our opportunity to accomplish the amazing, touch the lives of a multitude of people, and leave this world that we live in a much better place due to our efforts. Yeah, but first we have to take action. Take bold steps to crush our fear with confidence, destroy our insecurity with intense determination, and implement a decisive plan that will turn obstacles into minor adjustments and defeat into monuments of mistakes that we will never make again, all because of the wisdom we obtained that special day. You know what? There is no stopping people who truly care about the lives of others. I would dare say that they are invincible because nothing can destroy the human spirit. Why is it that I feature non-profits and charities on my show so often? It's not just because that they are awesome and a rare breed of individuals. It's because they selflessly do the work that matters because others won't. And just because it's the right thing to do. How huge is that? But they do need your help. They first need you to be informed and aware. And I think we've taken care of that. Next, they need you to take action. Become a part of this solution. Or is today just another day? You already did something great today. You woke up this morning. The question is, who will you be today? Take a close look. Therein lies. A measure of truth. If I may paraphrase Stephen King, the most important things are the hardest things to say. These are the things you feel ashamed of because mere words only diminish the thought. You see, words shrink things that seem limitless when they were in our hearts and minds to no more than just living size when brought out into the open. Oh, but it's more than that, isn't it? You see, the most important things lie too close to wherever your secret heart is buried. Like landmarks to a treasurer, your enemies would love to steal away and use against you at the worst possible moment. But still, you make revelations that cost you dearly, only to have people look at you like you're crazy. Not understanding what you've said at all or why you thought it was so important that you almost cried when you were saying it. Do you know what's even worse than that? Is when the secret stays locked within and you can't get it out. Not for want of the courage to talk about it, but for want of someone who will just listen. Just listen. As someone who spends a great deal of time searching for the truth, the lesson that I've learned from this quote is, if you want the truth, you have to be prepared to release all judgment and be open enough to hear and accept the truth, in whatever form it might take. Judgment alters the truth by changing how it's told or presented. Not accepting the truth stops the bearer from sharing the truth. Ignoring the truth kills ambition and is a recipe for disaster and makes success impossible. We all over the years have learned to guard ourselves against deception, but I've also come to realize that in most cases, you don't even have to discover or discern the truth. You just have to let it be and see it for what it is. Maybe you have a story too. It doesn't have to be just like the one we've heard. Hey, I just want to let you know, I'm here, and I'm willing to listen. All I ask from you is a measure of truth. My friends, we should not all try to become teachers. In fact, teachers will be judged more strictly than others. All of us do many wrong things, but... If you can control your tongue, you are mature and able to control your whole body. By putting a bit into the mouth of a horse, we can turn the horse different directions. It takes strong winds to move a large sailing ship, but the captain uses only a small rudder to make it go in any direction. Our tongues are small too, and yet they brag about big things. It takes only a spark to start a forest fire. The tongue is like a spark. It is an evil power that dirties the rest of the body and sets a person's entire life on fire with flames that come from hell itself. All kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and sea creatures can be tamed and have been tamed. But our tongues get out of control. They are restless and evil and always spreading deadly poison. My dear friends, With our tongues we speak both praises and curses. We praise our Lord and Father and we curse people who were created to be like God. And this isn't right. Can clean and dirty water both flow from the same spring? Can a fig tree produce olives or a grapevine produce figs? Does fresh water come from a well full of salt water? Are any of you wise or sensible? Then show it by living right and by being humble and wise in everything you do. But if your heart is full of bitter jealousy and selfishness, don't brag or lie to cover up the truth. That kind of wisdom doesn't come from above. It is earthly and selfish and comes from the devil himself. Whenever people are jealous or selfish, they cause trouble and do all sorts of cruel things. But the wisdom that comes from above leads us to be pure. Friendly, gentle, sensible, kind, helpful, genuine, and sincere. When peacemakers plant seeds of peace, they will harvest justice. Wisdom from the Apostles from James 3 And without compromise, a measure of truth. Well, that brings us to the end of another great show. Special thanks to our producer, Donna Hardeman and our associate producer, Dante Holton. I'm Michael Fordham, and you've been listening to A Measure of Truth on blogtalkradio.com. Before you go, here's, here's a little something to take with you. Ask God for wisdom daily, but know that your lesson can come from anybody or any situation, good or bad, friend or foe. Watch your thoughts, they become words. And watch your words, they become actions. And watch your actions, they become habits. And watch your habits, they become your character. And watch your character, it becomes your destiny. Until we meet again, take care of what becomes of you.